Hey everybody, this is John Lund and this is episode 3 of the NBA Saga podcast coming to you live October 24th, 2019. Goodness, I love basketball season. Opening week is always exciting because you never know what you're going to get coming out of the shoot. Games are unpredictable. You can't gauge what team's going to start off hot, what team's going to come out rusty. There's so many different variables. Players are still trying to get in game shape. And chemistry is a huge factor for the teams coming out of the shoot. Granted, we all know there's preseason, but in reality, preseason is really just trimming the roster down to who's going to make the actual team on top of attempting to get players back in game shape. But that usually takes the first few weeks of the regular season before they're really in game shape. They have their endurance, their lungs are ready to roll. And so... It's been kind of a, it's always interesting to see what the first week of the season offers us. Last night, we had 11 games on the slate. Picks were a little rough. We ended at 6-5 and five. again. There were some surprises. Phoenix blew out the Kings. I was stunned by that. Game one, though can't read too much into it but it was a great team win for phoenix also some very close games down to the wire we had a fantastic nets and timberwolves game kyrie irving dropped uh all-time nba record high 50 points to start an nba season with a new team Went along with eight uh, rebounds and seven dimes, but did fall up short and lose to Minnesota in overtime by one point. Also missed the game-winning shot as time expired. He fell down on the last shot in overtime that could have won the game. I've never understood why players do that if no one's around them or they don't get bumped. It seems to not make sense. I think it just adds more flair and dramatics to the situation. And if it goes in, he could celebrate while he's on the ground and all his teammates could jump on him. But as far as just falling down after you shoot it when no one touches you, I've never understood that. But to each their own. Anyway, the atmosphere in Brooklyn last night was through the roof could be the most excited those fans have ever been even you know back in the Jason Kidd days granted they were in New Jersey then not Brooklyn when they were going to those championships but Kyrie Irving just he has that special something he's such an exciting player He has dribbling skills, by far the best handles in the league. It's just crazy what that man does on the basketball court and the show he puts on. The flair he brings and plays, the excitement. Dude can score from anywhere on the floor. Just a game-changing basketball player. 
I could only really think of a few other players in the league that really bring that much excitement to the game like Kyrie does, Steph Curry, LeBron James. But I don't even think the likes of James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant bring the same caliber of excitement that Kyrie brings to the court or Steph Curry brings to the court or even LeBron James brings to the court. There's just something when they touch the basketball, There's it just makes the entire atmosphere electric. Was thoroughly impressed with how Kyrie performed in his first game in Brooklyn. 50 points. He put on an absolute clinic last night. Shot the ball well. Was just doing numerous plays that just embarrassed his offenders and the step back he has mastered over the years is just top five in the league the man's a madman on the court and I absolutely love watching him I'm excited to see what he does in Brooklyn this year I think they're gonna be competing with uh, for the four or five seed in the east he's gonna have to carry the load this year because as we all know Kevin Durant is out all season recovering from that Achilles injury he suffered last year in the finals but has some good talent around him they definitely are going to be a playoff team and it was uh, a phenomenal performance by him only to come up short you can really thank that loss for Minnesota, for Carl Anthony Towns. I think he's ready to take his game to the next level this year. He was a first-time All-Star last year. Game he had was absolutely monstrous. 36 points, 14 rebounds, and a career-high 7 deep balls. That's a 7-1 center. How centers shoot these days it's just crazy how much the game has evolved these guys can shoot from anywhere on the court you have to guard them from the three-point line back in the older days you had a you know it was all in the paint but Carl Anthony Towns is a special talent I really am excited to see how much he's matured both on and off the court this year And I expect him to definitely be in the All-Star game again this year. It was a great win in Brooklyn. They squeaked it out by one in overtime. And that was just the most entertaining game of the night by far in my opinion. So both those teams, excited to see what they bring this year. I don't know. I have Minnesota fighting for the 8th seed along with the Mavericks, the Kings. But I just don't know if they're going to squeak in the playoffs. But the season will tell. I mean, the saga's just begun. And so we will find out, you know, as time goes on. But I really do think a lot of it's going to fall on Andrew Wiggins. In a lot of people's minds, he's been a complete disappointment for a number one draft pick. He had 
all this hype coming out of his freshman year of Kansas. He's been inconsistent. Sure, he's averaged, you know, 20 points a game two times in his career. But last night, he had 21 points on 10 of 27 shooting. That's not efficient enough to do throughout the year. Carl Anthony Towns needs more consistency from Wiggins if he's going to be the number two guy in Minnesota and has to perform at a much higher level if Minnesota has any chance grabbing that eighth seed in the West this year. I would love to see him really hone in, be more consistent, because out of college, the talent was there. But he's just fallen up extremely short so far in his young NBA career. But he's still young. There's plenty of time to do it. But he needs to turn the corner now. Otherwise, I don't know how much longer he'll be in a Timberwolves jersey. Another game that was really entertaining last night was Definitely the Hornets and Bulls. Both teams not expected to do much this year. I believe the Hornets are actually projected to get the fewest wins in the league this year at 24. But they have a rookie that I think is going to surprise a lot of people. R.J. Washington set a NBA record seven three-pointers in his NBA debut dropped 27 points and they squeaked out the win by one at home against the Bulls. Both teams young, both teams have a lot of talent and again we don't expect to be seeing much or hearing much about either of them but it was good to see an entertaining game and I think the ceiling is there's no potential Excuse me, there's no ceiling on Washington's talent. I did not know he was that good a shooter coming out of college, but he thoroughly surprised me and impressed me last night, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. A lot of other rookies were in play last night. Ja Morant had a decent debut, 14 points for the Grizzlies. Really excited for that kid. I think he's the front runner right now for rookie of the year, especially since Zion Williamson is out for the next eight weeks. Other rookie in the running is RJ Barrett, who had a phenomenal NBA debut last night for the Knicks. He was 21 points, 9 of 13 shooting from the field, which is stellar. Five boards and two dimes. The third most points all-time NBA debut for a New York Knick. So with their history, that is definitely speaking volume with all the Hall of Famers and fantastic players they've had there throughout the organization's history. Young guys, you never know what you're going to get out of the shoot just because, you know, rookies growing pains, so many things that could come into effect, but it's always nice when you see these players do special things on the court and perform. 
more than what you exactly expected. Granted, both R.J. Barrett and Ja Morant were top five picks. Both have a lot of pressure on them, a lot of expectations. But I think both are going to live up to the hype. Barrett is definitely going to live up to the New York lights. I, I just think he has the poise, the maturity, and Ja Morant, his athletic ability is phenomenal. Kind of reminds me of... A type of version of Russell Westbrook. Athletic abilities. That's where I'm going to draw the line. Just at the athletic abilities. And so can't go wrong there by any means. So a lot of new faces and new places as we've discussed. And after the absolute wild offseason. Many players had their debuts. Obviously, we already spoke about Kyrie dropping 50, which was just a phenomenal performance. But Chris Paul, a new face, um, new team, new face, uh, dropped 22 points in a losing effort against the Jazz last night. Also had eight dimes. It was his third highest most points to start a season in his career. I still think he has a few miles left in the tank. I don't see the Thunder making much noise this year unless they make a trade or two. But they could also be fighting for that eighth seed with Minnesota, Dallas, and Sacramento. He's just such a phenomenal and smart player, Chris Paul. He's an all-time great. He's a guaranteed lock for Hall of Fame. And he just makes everyone around him. I think the last decade, he's been the best floor general in the league. And he's probably the most complete point guard, even at his age, still today. So I'm excited to see what how he helps those younger guys in the Thunder and see if they can make any noise in the West, in a very stacked West, and possibly squeak in at the eighth seed in the for the playoffs. But again, as we know, the season just started. Other new um, places for players, Kemba Walker definitely had a rough debut in Boston. Four for 18 shooting against Philly. The length of Philly really did affect him last night. It was obvious. Philly, though. Goodness. They are a tall, long team. I believe four of their five starters are taller than 6'8", which is just mind-boggling, especially for how the league is played today. First three quarters, I think they had 21 baskets within the paint. That's unheard of in today's NBA since it's now more of a three-point shooting league. But it was kind of nice to see that uh, bruiser ball, post-up, you know, layups, different type of performance by Philly. I think Philly's going to actually be the team out of the East this year if they stay healthy. 
But the biggest red flag and concern I have for Philly is, do they have enough shooting? We know they could score in the paint. We know they have the length. They, we know they're going to cause havoc for teams trying to get buckets late in games because they're so long. But do they have a shooter on that team that could get you a basket in crunch time when you most need it? I have no faith in Ben Simmons to do that. If, but if Ben Simmons could develop a shot, a jump shot... He could easily be a top five player in this league with his ball handling skills, vision, maturity. And for a young player, he's definitely impressed with his basketball IQ. But until I see a jump shot on a regular basis, he that's going to be his biggest crutch to hold him back from getting to that next elite level. Joel Embiid, MVP candidate last year, defensive player, uh, defensive player candidate last year. Think he's going to have another stellar season, but health is his biggest concern. Can he stay healthy? He's suffered with a lot of injuries throughout his young career so far. That's been his biggest setback. I truly hope. For his sake and a sake as a fan, he does stay healthy because he's just a monster on the basketball court. I love watching him play. I love his game. And he did say this year he's going to focus more on bruiser ball, taking the ball to the hoop rather than settling for jump shots. So we'll definitely see how that pans out for him if he uh, lives up to his word. He's also vowed he's a changed man (laughs) and not talking smack anymore which i truly hope's not the case because he's hilarious in his smack talk one of the best smack talkers in the game i love smack talk trash talk it's so much fun as long as you don't cross the line and he has a fun way of doing it I think here's a kid who loves to play basketball. He loves what he's doing, and he's fantastic at it. That's my two senses on that matter. Another new perform, new place, new face. Uh, Mike Conley had a game to forget. Easily the worst shooting game of his career in his debut with the Jazz last night. Shot one of 16. Ouch. It was painful to watch for him because you know Mike Conley is probably the best player in the league to never make the All-Star game. He's had a fantastic, consistent career. And watching that last night, it was brutal. He just couldn't make a shot if his life depended on it. He made two free throws in crunch time to help put the thunder away for the Jazz. But it was definitely painful to watch. One of 16. He's probably never done that his entire life in a basketball game. He'll bounce back. He's resilient. He's a fantastic player. I really think he is going to help take Donovan Mitchell's game to the next level. He had a 
stellar performance last night, very consistent shooting the ball, and shooting the ball has been Mitchell's probably biggest drawback in his very young career. Last night, shot fantastic from the field. Fourth quarter, absolutely took over. Had 14 points, six rebounds in the fourth quarter alone. Just completely took over the game down the stretch. And the real reason the Jazz pulled out that victory at home against the Thunder. His stat line for the night was 32 points, a career-high 12 rebounds, and 5 dimes. His best first game of the season in his young career with to date. I have super high expectations for Mitchell. I truly believe he will be an all-star this year. And I think he has such a good even-kill personality. He's not too cocky. He's not too full of himself. He knows he's a great player. He's talented. But I don't think he lets it get to his head. Just a genuine good dude. And I love when you see players willing to take on that challenge to elevate themselves to get to that next level. You see it in his eyes. He wants it. He wants to bring a championship to Salt Lake City, Utah for the first time. He wants to be an all-star. He wants to be an MVP and wants to be the best teammate possible for his teams and do whatever it takes to help his team win. Sky's the limit for Donovan Mitchell. I see flashes of Damian Lillard and also the great Dwayne Wade in his game. I'm not saying he's on their level by any means, so don't put any words in my mouth. But the potential is there, and his style definitely reminds me of a young Dwayne Wade on the court. Lastly, going to touch base before we have to t- take off. Uh, was thoroughly impressed with uh, Chris Stapp's Porzingis. In his debut for the Mavericks. First time he's been on a basketball court in two years due to injury. Had a fantastic game. Shockingly played 29 minutes, which I was thoroughly impressed with. Considering he's not in game shape. How could you be not playing for two years? But dropped 23 points and helped the Mavericks get a win. Him and Luka, another unbelievable young stud going to be a fantastic duo I think they are actually going to be the team I'm kind of torn on them or the Kings actually locking down that 8th seed in the West this year since it's so stacked but that team's going to live and die by Luka and Porzingis and I think those two have a good on-court chemistry already both young both hungry and both just love to play basketball which is great to see in young players, especially when you know they're willing to live up to the challenge and they embrace it. Love that basketball is back. Opening week is always so crazy. It's unpredictable and the season's long, but it's so great when you know you have games to look forward to 
each and every night. Anyway, that's pretty much all the time we have for today. Real quick, before we go, let's get to our picks for the games tonight. We have three games on the docket. First game in action, we have the Atlanta Hawks at Detroit. I'm taking Detroit at home. By the way, real quick, last note. Stud of the night last night was Andre Drummond. 32 points, 23 rebounds, and 4 blocks in an upset win in Indiana last night to start the season. First time in 27 years since the great Sir Charles, Mr. Barkley, had a 30-20 and 20 game to start the season. Side note, Charles Barkley also won MVP that year. Not putting any ideas in your head. I'm just stating facts here. Anyway, to wrap up to the last two games, we have the battle of last year's MVP and his team Milwaukee against the runner-up James Harden and the Houston Rockets. I'm really conflicted on this game. I see Milwaukee winning, but it's Russell Westbrook's first game with James Harden again since their days running it back at the Thunder. But I got to stick with my gut here. I'm going with Milwaukee on the road to win. And then last game of the night, we had the Clippers at the Warriors. Much as it pains me to say it, I think I got to go with the Clippers tonight. Just that defense, Kawhi Leonard, what more can you say? And unfortunately, the Warriors are not the team of old, especially since they're kind of depleted this year with Klay Thompson more than likely missing all year, if not a majority of it, and Kevin Durant jetted to Brooklyn to just sign with the Nets. Of course, you still have Steph Curry, the best shooter in the history of the NBA on the team. He's going to have an MVP-type season. It's between Steph and Giannis for me for MVP this year, but I'm not real sure I could pull the trigger on one or the other at the moment. But I do see the Clippers uh, best in the Warriors tonight in Golden State. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Appreciate you listening. Remember, the saga continues tomorrow. Have a great night.